Welcome to Beach Athletics All Access, where you get an inside look at the great coaches, student athletes, alumni, and supporters that make Long Beach State Athletics so special. I'm your host, Rob Clark, Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations. Welcome to Beach Athletics All Access Podcast, an inside look at Long Beach State sports and the great people around our program. Today we're joined by our women's soccer head coach, Mauricio Ingracia. Coach Ingrassi has completed his 13th season at Long Beach State. His teams have won seven Big West titles and NCAA, and NCAA in tournament appearances in the last nine years, the most of any Big West uh, coaching staff currently. Coach Ingrassi has also been named the Big West Coach of the Year and inducted into Long Beach City College Hall of Fame. Coach, thanks for joining us on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. We're, uh, we're fired up. We want to just learn more about you and learn your story and your Long Beach State story. So we're going to jump right into it. So, so talk to us about your youth and how you developed your love of soccer. Well, I had a uh, – my upbringing was in Argentina. I, I was born in a small city called Rosario. Uh, it's not small. It's uh, about a million people, about as big as San Diego. And uh, I came to the United States at the age of 10. And when I – arrived my dad moved to Los Alamitos high school Los Alamitos area and uh put me in that school district because he, he had heard it was the best school district uh well that area is very big on football baseball basketball and I was unfamiliar with any of those sports but the one thing I had over everybody else is I had, is I had very good uh ball skills in soccer that's because we grew up playing the game in the streets. We played at recess. We played after school. That's all you, you pretty much did. It. The, the culture there is very strong for those sports, much like maybe inner city basketball was, was here. So I never played organized in South America, but I developed my skills. And so when I, when I got here, my dad recognized that and put me into AYSO. And um, I was, here I was with uh, the, the kid that couldn't speak English give him the ball right and, and and I could score two three four goals a game but I I had to learn offsides from my American friends that's my my funny story is my American <laughs> friends had to teach me offsides uh, basically in sign language because uh, I, I couldn't communicate with them any, any other way um, so that was the first time I put on cleats in a uniform and played organized ball was here in the United States but I had the the street ball uh, type of of, of skills and, and so that became my passion. That became the one thing that I was good at and can hang my hat on and at that age. And it was a difficult uh, transition here, you know, left my friends behind. And, and uh, I, I, I feel like my self-esteem was tied to, to the game, and that's how it, be, it all began. Incredible. And, and learning English, um, you fought adversity from, from youth. We'll talk more and love to learn your, your expertise here on how to overcome adversity, too, as a coach. <laughs> Uh, now, you came to Southern California because of your family. How then did you become a student athlete? So I progressed through the game uh, fairly quickly. I uh, played at, at a high level uh, growing up in club ball, and I, I was recruited to play at San Diego State. Uh, I, I, so I, I had my, my college experience um, from the way that sports organized in the United States. My dream was to play professional and um, I, I went to college because that's, what, that's all you had back then. We didn't have a pro league, and, and I was hopeful to be good enough to be able to go overseas or, or go somewhere. 
and I did just enough uh, uh, to have a great college career and couldn't quite make the the, the pro jump. Uh, but I'm very grateful for the, the, the way that sports organized here uh, for student athletes because it's tied to the education and it's tied to a university. And, and uh, I now have a master's degree. I didn't set out to have a master's degree, but, but it, it worked out this way. Uh, and now I, the, the young ladies that I recruit, especially from Europe, that's the big draw for them is that they can come here and get an education while playing the, the game that they love and maybe get that paid for. And sometimes we take that for granted here in the United States, but it's, it's a very big thing. And, uh, and so that's how it, 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 it happened for me. It, it was just, it, it was an evolution of, of my dream and the way that sports are set up here in this country. Talk to us how your student athlete experiences has influenced you in coaching as well. Well, in high school, I remember having uh, great coaches, uh, great people, that maybe not as experienced with the game because the game was was uh, infant in, in its infant stages here. We didn't have a pro league or, or, or anything like that. So it, it, there were people that just were passionate about it, but they weren't full-time soccer people. Um, in, in college, I had a, a, a couple of World Cup teammates. Uh, Eric Winalda, Marcelo Balboa at, uh, at San Diego State. They're now uh, famous broadcasters. And uh, we had a pretty good team. We were top 10 in the country my freshman year. And uh, that's when I was, would come in every, if we were up 3 nothing, I would come in and, and, and play sparingly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I remember the excitement of, of playing at the college level. And, um, and, and I remember... Uh, always asking my coaches for the game film. Uh, I remember being a student of the game I, uh, at that time, I, and 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 I think that I was I had an eye for uh, how to make things better because I played a certain style and and it didn't really match what I was getting uh, here, and so I had to adapt to that. But I was always interested in how why why aren't we doing certain things on the field that I felt were important, and and my answers were. Oh, because this is the way it's, it has to be done in, in, in college. It's a very pragmatic approach to the game. And I was always interested in, in, in maybe a, a, a more worldly approach to the game. And, and I think that uh, that drives me to this day to always be tweaking with our playing style and, and uh, trying innovative things and, and, and recruiting players that have the skill set to play an open and attractive uh, style of play that's entertaining to the fans that is uh, uh, pleasing to to watch and, and also to play in. I want players that are excited to, to – they know that we're going to have the ball a lot. They know that here, if you're a midfielder, I mean, we've got six midfielders of the year in, in the last eight years. Um, they know that we play through our midfield a lot. They know that we're going to have 60 – plus percent possession in the game and 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 I want that to be for 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 the local players that are the 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 ones that want to advance their game I want that to be uh an attractive sell so so for many of our fans who may not have been following soccer and and they should be because the incredible teams that you've had uh, talk to them about that style so what does it mean when you talk about your style of coaching your style of play and and your preferences the style of play here is 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 called positional play, juego de posición, 
It's a it's a Spanish uh, term, and it is a a way to advance up the field through uh, to find finding uh, numerical superiorities up the field, and it's a deliberate possession is a byproduct of the style. But you're you're basically trying to find two v ones, three v twos by by rotating the ball and 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 positioning the players in, in certain heights and of the field and it's very deliberate and 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 we've been attempting it for the past four seasons and i think there's been times when we've been very stellar and uh there's there's been other times where you know the it, it's challenging it's a really difficult system to play but finally with four years of recruiting into the style of play i, f- I really feel good about where we're at and where we're headed I feel like we turned a corner towards the end of the year. If anybody that came to watch our last three games of the season at home really felt a difference um, in 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 the way that we played, in uh, our dominance on the field, we basically had the ball a lot and uh, created numerous chances, and it led to to a very uh, dominating win in the Big West final. And and uh, so I feel like we're we're heading in a good direction and. Where every recruiting class gets a little bit better, or we we pick up a gem here and there, and uh, I think people are finding out about it, and and I think they they're excited to be a part of it. So, well, it's exciting because I mean you beat the national champion this year, so I mean it's it's uh, right there. Now to take a step back, coach, um, how then did you get into coaching? Because you've had and have been inducted in the Hall of Fame at Long Beach City College and have a little bit different background than many coaches that come into the game. Well, it's by accident. I started as a frost off coach at Los Alamitos High School. My old varsity coach needed a, 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 someone to, to help out with the freshman team. And he, I was, I was playing locally and uh, I was able to connect with him. And I, I realized that uh, they paid $1,500. And to me back then, that was a big deal. And they paid it all at once, and that was an even bigger deal. So uh, <laughs> I was I was able to to coach the freshmen for that year, and and after about two weeks, I I, I was I had a psychology background, and I was uh, the the way that I was headed, and and after about two weeks, I realized how much I enjoyed uh, being with with young young players and and teaching them and try to mold them, and and it was a exhilarating experience to be able to to move the chess pieces on the field. Uh, remember, I remember it very vividly, and that's where it started. And I went from the freshman coach to the assistant varsity coach, and then <clears throat> the varsity coach moved on, and the parents asked me if, if I would be considerate, and I was very young at the time, and I was a gra- graduate of, of Los Alamitos, and I never thought I'd be the head coach, but I was the head coach at 23 of the varsity program. I, I was there for about five seasons, and uh, my last season or two i was also the uh, assistant coach at long beach city college because there were different seasons and uh, i had a good time there for one year uh, with the men and the second year the women's ad plucked me away from the men's side and asked me to be the women's coach uh, and i'd never coached women and one thing led to another i I, I started a a nine-year career that was that was uh, very, very um, successful. We we won five state championships. We, including the last four in a row, when uh, before I came to Long Beach State, we had a 55 game unbeaten streak. 
uh, dating back for uh, several seasons. And um, we also had uh, two mythical national championships the last two seasons were back-to-back national champs. And <clears throat> then the third time I applied for a Long Beach State job, I got hired. And here I am today. Now, Coach, uh, what are some of the differences you found between coaching on the junior college level and, and the NCAA Division One level in terms of coaching um, not only women and men, but also the jump from a two-year to a four-year institution? Yeah, the recruiting is, is much different. It happens a lot earlier uh, at the Division One level. At the junior college level, I remember waiting for kids all the way until June or July of their senior year uh, when they decided that they were going to go the JC route. Um, here, we're committing kids earlier and earlier, uh, which is it's not the the best system, but you know it it it, it, it is the way that the sport has evolved and. and college athletics has evolved and so we're recruiting kids uh, we're identifying kids as young as as uh, freshmen in high school um, bringing them around between freshman and sophomore year and sometimes committing them even that young um, so uh, at the the that I would say that's the main the main area of, of difference between coaching at the two levels the other area that um, I think is 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 significant is the way that uh, the 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 two-year process at the junior college versus a four-year process here. So you're basically having a brand new team every almost every year at the junior college. It's rare that you return you know, the majority of your team to where here you have them for four years. So you see a lot more growth both as a person and as a player. And that's I enjoy that quite a bit. And we've talked at length about establishing a culture and uh, I've been so impressed with the culture that you've established here at Long Beach State. When you arrived here, there was a need for a culture change. Talk to us about when you arrived here first as a head coach and how did you instill that culture and that culture of winning that is now here? Well, Long Beach State, we have to remember that our program was only is, is a very young program. It, it, it was established in 1998. So it's not even 20 years old. So when I when I first got here, the program was six years old. It had two three-year coaches, uh, and, and I was a third coach coming in. So the first coach had to deal with building a program from scratch. And I remember uh, speaking to Julie, because I was at the, at the junior college, uh, both Julie and Peter, I, I was I was local. So they recruited some of our, our players. So I had a relationship with, with both coaches and, and they did a t- terrific job of, of getting a program started from the ground up. Uh, imagine not having any returners and having to, to field the program. So she didn't even get to go through a full cycle. Um, she was, um, she, she changed careers after three seasons. And then Peter came in and, and Peter uh, did a great job of esta- of bringing in uh, quality players, and and his last season they were nine and nine, and that was the uh, the first five hundred season that that our program had ever had. And um, I think for me the the main uh, change what I what I thought needed to happen was we needed to attract the SoCal players. Uh, Peter had some SoCal players, but a lot of Northern Cal players, um, and uh, some very good uh, Northern Cal players, 
but that was the majority of the of the roster, and 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 I really feel strongly that that uh, there are some certain hotbeds in soccer, and and we we are in one of them, and 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 so that was my my biggest mission was to to be able to attract that elite player from Southern California, and our first recruiting class uh, was the first recruiting class to be ranked in the conference, and um, that's a, that was a great class, the 2005 class for us had uh, Kim Silos, Haley Bolt, Sahar Hagden. Sarah Baca, those were all top, two of them top 50 uh, recruits, and uh, two, uh, the other two were top 100. And uh, that re- those those kids really put us on the map. They they were they won three championships starting as their sophomore season. They were nationally ranked as freshmen. Mm-hmm. They all played. It was eight freshmen that all played, and they broke into the top 25. Uh, they won when when it was all said and done for them. They they won three league titles. And really put us on the map uh, and got us to the NCAA tournament. Um, so, so for me, I, I, I think uh, cultivating the local talent was was first and foremost. And um, I, I'd, I'd always coached locally in the club system and was involved with the Olympic development program. So, tying those uh, the the local talent to our club uh, was. The next thing that happened uh, that was in 10 years ago today that we started a, a, a club called uh, Beach Football Club. Um, and the club is black and gold. And um, it used to be called Long Beach Soccer Club. And as one of the uh, conditions before I took the club on, I, I, I asked for the color change because they were black and, and blue. Uh, I wanted it to be uh, black and gold. And also, I wanted it to go from Long Beach uh, Soccer Club to Beach Football Club, so I felt like we could touch more, uh, more of the geography. If 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 we're we're beach, beach can be anything from Manhattan Beach to Huntington Beach, and we can attract uh, a wide range of kids. And now the club's grown tremendously, and it's it has matured uh, tremendously, and and now uh, it's it's actually a source of. Of recruiting for us, we we get two or three kids every year that that stay from the from the beach club, and uh, it's also become a, a, a part of the culture. Uh, we have a lot of beach young players on our at our games, wearing gold and supporting our group, and um, and and it's really become a, a fun part of of the environment uh, that we have here at Long Beach State. And, uh, so I would say that's another part is, is cultivating the the local fans and the local soccer families. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the season was uh, <clears throat> delivering the the season tickets to. I think that was your idea, Rob. <laughs> it's a, a team effort. Oh, there you go. The, <laughs> what a great idea that was. Actually, I have to give credit to Cameron, right? Cameron Fujimoto. Uh, well, it was our marketing yeah. team. Yeah, marketing team, team effort, <laughs> and uh, to be able to deliver uh, the the season tickets and the excitement of, of, of the little girl uh, that we delivered to with, with our players was, was just priceless. And, um, I, you know, these are the heroes of, of, of the, the players that, of tomorrow. And hopefully somebody was here when, uh, when we beat UCLA last year or when we beat USC this year, and they mm-hmm. can remember that. And if they're sitting in my office and they can remember things like that, uh, then you know, we may have a, a, a chance to, to get some of that great talent that is that is so apparent locally. 
Absolutely. Now, now you mentioned in the midst of your successes here, developing the Beach Football Club, uh, it was recently named one of the few United States Soccer Development Academy members. Talk to us what that means and then the impact that that has here in Long Beach as well. Right. So the landscape of our sport is ever changing, especially in the youth arena. And now U.S. soccer is, is coming in with an initiative to change and, and really um, take charge of the youth game. Uh, they've already done it on the, on the boys' side and now on the, on the girls' side. And they named 25 clubs initially, and we were one of them. So that's a tremendous honor for us to, in, in a country as big as the United States to, to be one of 25 uh, anointed sort of clubs that, that, that U.S. soccer named as development uh, centers. And so now we're part of the Developmental Academy, and the, the USDA has now 74 clubs from across the country. And that basically is the elite league now for developing elite female soccer players. So Beach Football Club, it, being a part of that is, is a tremendous achievement for uh, a lot of people that work behind the scenes for us from the coaching staff to our board of directors to volunteers and and our whole entire soccer community is just so proud of 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 this the fact that we'll be able to showcase our local players at uh, at the highest level and um, obviously there's uh to be able to have those kids locally is, is 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 a boost for everybody now you established this culture uh, a winning culture, a, a culture now that is literally developing into Olympic talent, World Cup talent, and in in our own program, some professional student athletes, uh, some professional athletes came out of this as well. 2011 was a season to remember. Uh, the the LBSU team went uh, to the Elite Eight with a few future professional soccer players on your team. Can you share with us some of your memories that made this team so special? Yeah, that that team was really the second cycle of, of student athletes that we were able to put together. I, I call them, I I think of them in cycles because the the O five class started a, one of the cycles, and when they were seniors, that we they captured three league titles, went to the NCAA tournament, and in two thousand nine, we brought in a lot of talented kids, but they were young, and they sort of fell flat in their face in terms of. The results we were five, eleven, and three that year, and but we we never we didn't back off the schedule. We just we were just young, and <clears throat> that team returned the following season, picked to finish seventh, but we had ten returning starters back, and that team after being picked to finish seventh, uh, won the Big West tournament, went to the NCAA tournament, and so as juniors, and with some transfers along the way, the the same team that that had to pick themselves up uh, in 2009 uh, is now uh, winning games in the NCAA tournament. So that was a tremendous uh, experience for me as a coach and, and, and for the players. And it's, there's some tremendous memories there. We were 30 minutes away from a Final Four. We were 0-0 at Duke um, against the Blue Devils. And we had five corner kicks. They had one. Um, and it really felt like we were going to get one. And unfortunately... Uh, for us, we didn't, and uh, and they went on to to lose in the final against Stanford, and uh, that game that's a game that that I we haven't digested quite yet, and it's a game that's fueled us ever since to continue to be a tournament team that always threatens uh, to make these deep runs, 
And uh, so we're, we're, we're excited uh, that that's part of our, our past. Uh, it comes up quite a bit, but we're always motivated to go beyond that. And uh, I, f- I feel so fortunate to have had a group of tremendous young ladies that represented us in, the, in, the, in some of the, the best ways uh, possible with some you know, fantastic soccer, um, as well as uh, some great victories. And some of those members of the team still communicate with you as well, right? Oh yeah, we're having, uh, we're, some of them are coming over next week to, to do the Naples walk with, with some of their families. And, um, and so, so yeah, we're, we're very, uh, they're very involved with the program. They're always sending messages. Uh, they're organizing tailgates. They are uh, very proud to, to be Long Beach State. They understand it, so they pass along that 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 pride and that um, the uh, the the what they feel um, to our players. And our players understand that this is bigger than than one team or 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 one game. That they're representing something that um, has been here and been built over time from the very first team that that stepped on the field uh, until now. So I feel like. Um, I was looking at a picture today. I, had, I was showing a recruit, and it was a, it was a picture after we had beaten Pepperdine in the first round, and and there was a, a young lady, Sarah Baca, the one of our first recruits, my number, one, my first recruit, um, literally the hours after I got hired, I sent her an email, and uh, and I remember her jumping from the stands and getting in that team picture, and and she had graduated three years before that. And so that's the type of community and and uh, and support that we're building. And we are a young program, but we're very proud of, of of everything we've accomplished. And and we are hungry for more. In 2016, on George Allen Field, uh, the Beach defeated USC, who ended up becoming the national champions. And in, in 2016, it just seems the margin of error in soccer is so so minuscule there. Um, how? What does it take to win a national championship? And what does it take to prepare to make this as, as realistic as possible? Well, the, the parity in our sport is it has arrived. Details. Uh, preparing your team for uh, the best 90 minutes is, is tra- takes a tremendous amount of, of discipline and, and desire and uh, experience and and a lot of details, a lot of uh, watching film. I think our style of play has really helped us uh, against the bigger teams, especially because we will try to outpossess the other teams. We'll try to take the ball from them, so to speak. And sometimes they're not used to that. They're 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 used to you know setting the tempo, and we try to set the tempo. And and so when we have the ball, you don't have it. And if you don't have it, maybe you become impatient or you run yourself ragged trying to chase it. And our, our players uh, are very confident when they step on the field, especially on, on our field. And, and um, so it's been a byproduct of several things. But for us, we talk about that every day. I mean, the, the, the final four uh, we had, it, it, was, it was Georgetown. And Georgetown came in third place in, in the Big East. They won the Big East tournament. And here they were playing USC in the final four. Uh, well, the Big East champs was DePaul, and we beat DePaul 5-1 at home here this year. Um, USC, who we faced uh, head-to-head, and um, <clears throat> North Carolina, 
played against West Virginia and USC beat North Carolina 3-0 uh, just a few weeks after they, they lost at George Allen. So do we feel like we are close? Yes. Uh, how close? Well, uh, we're finding out every, every year, and, and I feel like we're closing the gap. I feel like we're attracting a, a higher level uh, of player. And um, I think it's going to be a matter of time where we're, we're competing uh, consistently. And I think that's the key is, is being consistent um, and dealing, being able to deal with injuries with maybe uh, a little bit better depth. When we beat USC and we turn around and, and, and drop a game a couple of weeks later to a team that maybe we shouldn't, that's the most uh, you know, frustrating, it's painful patience, you know, is like what I like to call it. Um, but these are all experiences for, for our group. Our schedule gets better and better every year. Our RPI is pretty steady in the top 50. Um, you know, a couple times we got into the top 25, especially after the, the 2011 team. Um, <clears throat> we have been nationally ranked or receiving votes, I think, each of the last 12 years that we've been here. Uh, so now that we're established uh, as a good game for people, um, we're able to build these, these good preseason schedules um, that continue to, to build the confidence of our players. They're, our players aren't scared to play anybody. They, they respect everyone, but they don't, they don't fear anybody on, on any day. So that's, that was the first step is to be able to, to have that mentality, um, and we do. And now we're just looking to build ourselves for those 90 minutes that – that uh, where anything can happen in our sport, and and and, uh, and I do feel strongly that we're heading in in in, in the right direction, and that um, we have some very very bright days ahead of us, uh, especially with the way that we finished last year. I feel uh, <clears throat> I, not not always not always does the better team win, and I, even though we lost three zero, it's 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 difficult to to talk about that game in the in the NCAA tournament. I felt we were better, um, but you don't score. You've got to be good in, in, yep. in both areas. You can't you can't give up soft goals, and 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 you've got to find a way to score. Um, the uh, the Santa Clara staff was very complimentary of our of our game plan and and how we approached the game. In fact, I, uh, the head coach told me that uh, he felt out coached the whole game. That was we'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was a three zero game, but still, um, I do feel good about that game. And the last three games of the of the of the year. Um, we played Santa Barbara, we played uh, Northridge, and we played UC Irvine. Uh, we played at the highest level that we had played uh, all year. And so that's very encouraging. So I'm lo really looking forward to next season and, and uh, taking, on, taking another step forward. Absolutely. And, Coach, you, you refer to this uh, young in your life, you faced adversity. And it's inevitable as a coach and as a student athlete, you will face adversity at some point particularly during the course of a season. What are some of the successful principles you, you have in your program and maybe in your own life as well to overcome hardships and, and adversity and thrive through them? The, the 2009 year was, was one of the best years for me, and it was a year where we were 5-11, and 11, and I had never had a year like that. And... For you know, a lot of the players were there. They were winners. They they didn't have a year like that. And and I remember telling the team after our last game that we were going to take some time off and and regroup. And this was a Sunday, and I said, I'll, "So you've got tomorrow off. I'll see you Tuesday." And that the next season started 
that two days, 48 hours after. And, and that was my way at the time to deal with maybe the pain of, of, of losing and the pain of, of, of having gone through the, the adversity that we had. And, um, and I didn't realize it then, but I see it very clearly now. It developed a, 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 a way to deal with, with the adversity through work ethic. Uh, developed a, a mentality. It developed um, a uh, in the moment type mentality of of, of uh, understanding that hey, it is what it is. We can't do anything about the past, and all we have is today. Let's work. Let, let let's go to work. And I think that's that's throughout our program. That's exactly uh, what's happened. And historically, I think that's that's been a big uh, way to get over uh, setbacks. And uh, the other thing that I that I think is is very important is that I always I tell this to the, to the team um, almost daily is you're exactly where you need to be. Everything has happened exactly the way it's supposed to up until this point. For whatever whatever's been in your past, it had to happen this way for you to be here today. And so there is a certain calmness uh, about how we go about things. We're ready to, we're ready to work every day, and we know we're exactly where we need to be. And so if you got those two things, you know, there's not really much to worry about. You just got to worry about what the next repetition or the next exercise. And that's a way to focus ourselves and, and get into the moment. And, you know, this, this year, especially with our schedule, uh, we are walking a tightrope um, every game, every weekend. And, and, uh, and that's a way to stay centered and focused and, and looking uh, ahead and, and, and looking to the next training session, not looking too far forward and not looking back and, and, and staying in the moment. And, and staying in the moment, that coach, that grit, that determination, that embodies our university, our city, um, and we're proud of you. We, I think I can speak for the department, for the university, how proud we are of you, of our student athletes, and we love you guys. I and mean, it's, it's fun to watch this program continue to thrive and grow. Now, in closing, for our fans listening today, is there anything you'd like to share with them, uh, maybe about the upcoming season, or just share with them in general that they may not have heard so far? I just want to share how much we appreciate uh, everybody's support, and 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 those your words are are are, are heartfelt, and um, there's a I I feel like we've turned a lot of uh, fans onto our program. I enjoy seeing our athletic department at in in that little back corner. Um, at games, uh, I enjoy seeing our student athletes at our games. I enjoy our crowds. Um, I, f- I feel uh, tremendous proud, for, uh, uh, tremendous pride for for the university, for our our women, for our alumni, for uh, the city. And I I remember our humble beginnings, and and I was there when in in the in 1998 when when coach Julie Cochran was, was starting off from scratch. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we, we take tremendous pride in, in, in now that, uh, that, that we, we do have such a great atmosphere. I, I feel like, uh, it's the best atmosphere in Southern California bar, bar none. And I've been to all the games and all the places and nobody gets as many fans as, as we do. Uh, and so close up to, to the field and, um, so for me, it's it's a tremendous honor to to be the coach. This is my dream job, and and uh, it always has been. And um, I love coaching at Long Beach State. I I love 
uh, bringing in big opponents and getting everybody excited about that. And, and, and I love the fact that our players are stepping up to that. And, and um, you know, we used to schedule them and, and uh, come close, and now we're scheduling them and, and uh, getting our fair share of results. So uh, I hope to continue it, and, and uh, our goal is to win a national championship. Our goal is to get further than that elite, elite eight team and, and uh, get past that game. And once you're in the Final Four, uh, anything can happen. So that's, that's what drives us every day. And, and, uh, I just, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I, I have so much gratitude, uh, for, for everyone that uh, I just want to say thank you and, and know that you mean a lot to all of us. Well, coach, we're behind you all the way here on the road to the college cup. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it, coach. Thank you so much. Uh, I had a good time. Go beach. Go beach. The Beach All Access Podcast is a presentation of the Long Beach State Radio Network on K-Beach. Go Beach!